podcasting from the beautiful Mile High City. You're listening to the Do It Again podcast, the official podcast of scientific wrestling, the undisputed leader in no-holds-barred catch-as-catch-can wrestling. Here's your host, Jake Shannon. This is the Do It Again podcast, the official podcast of Scientific Wrestling. I am your host, Jake Shannon, and uh, man, it's been a uh, crazy time, all this COVID nonsense, Um, but we're making do. I am still getting out there and uh, uh, touring around doing coaching catch, and uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's been going on, and one of the guys... The crazy guys. This guy is, by the way, a heavyweight grappler who pulled a sunset flip off in, in, in grappling. Okay, this guy is uh, is an animal and it, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, and he's on the other line. So let's let's give a, a a big welcome to Corey Mullis. Corey, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, brother? I'm doing very good. So. Man, I don't even know where to start with you. I mean, uh, you are Professor Corey Mullis. You're out in uh, in Arizona. What's the gym that you're teaching out of? Uh, I'm I'm uh, in Legion MMA. Uh, we're in a mixed martial arts gym. You know, they have the whole thing. Um, every kind of grappling you think of, judo, jiu-jitsu, uh, no-gi stuff, including catch, and um, boxing, boxing, you know, the whole thing. So, awesome. Uh, Legion awesome. MMA in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And and can you just um, speak into the mic a little closer? Because it's just a little soft. For sure. Sorry. Oh, no, that's better. Thank you. Okay. But, there okay, I mean, what I love about you is that, um, you know, you're a heavyweight, but I consider you uh, a very technical heavyweight. Um, you've been coming to these camps yeah. for a while now, and I've always been impressed with how, like, you approach things very, very technically. Yeah, um, I've always tried to be that way. Um, <clears throat> learning the technique for the technique's sake, I believe, is a huge portion of it. Uh, you know, doing something wrong, even if you do it really hard and fast, it's it's still an incorrect technique. And even if you can pull it off on some guys, somebody with real slick technique who knows how to take advantage of it will. And uh, I, I, I learned that at a young age, I think, um, just grappling with guys who were more skilled than me. I was like, okay, well... I'm bigger than most people, but, you know, that doesn't mean really shit, you know, so you know how to twist you up and, and really, you know, put submissions and play positioning on you, you're screwed. It doesn't matter how big you are. Well, there's always that stigma too, being a heavyweight that, um, you know, you don't want to get hit, beat by a smaller, more technical guy. So really the way to do that is to be just as technical, but then be a heavyweight. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you, uh, a lot of big guys, shout out to all my big guy grapplers out there. Anybody who's ever been in a role and somebody goes, gosh, you're strong. And it's like, oh, the backhanded insult of grappling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and they probably, it's but, uh, yeah, for you heavyweights, it's actually probably harder because nobody really appreciates that. They just think you're muscle and everything. Meanwhile, you could probably have ripped their arm completely out of the socket if you, if you were muscle in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I, I put great pains to be a good training partner, you know. Uh, I always feel like I can work the technique with any weight class. You know, I can roll with anybody safely. And, um, 
you know, I can compete, you know, even with pretty technical guys, you know. Now, now, how long have you been uh, grappling, specifically grappling? Um, so I started uh, whenever I was 13. I started doing everything. Uh, the gym I went to, uh, they had um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, and um, uh, CSW. Mm. And, like, then there was some Jeet Kune Do stuff and some Shudo. And, uh, like, just a very – it was a university town, so there was a huge interest in it and a huge influx of styles. You know, people would show up and they'd just be, you know, like this great wrestler from, you know, fucking uh, – we had this guy who was like an awesome wrestler from Cuba who just like showed up at the gym one day and then we started doing wrestling, you know? Nice. So, so what you know, year, that, what that, year was that? So you, you, you were 13, you said, or 14 or yeah, I, I think I, yeah, 13, I believe, I believe, um, <clears throat> I believe I want to say it was like, if I have my math right here, like 99 or wait, no, no, maybe, yeah, 90, 98 maybe, 2000, wow. somewhere in there. Wow. So it's you've like been, 90, so you've it's been 98, at... yeah, 98 to 2000, somewhere in, I think it's 2000, the more I'm thinking, like 99, 2000. Because I remember having my like 14th birthday party at the gym, and I was a big kid, and a lot of the guys thought I was just like a college student, and they didn't realize I'm like 14. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So, so, so you've been, yeah. I mean, it's been... Uh, well over 20 years that you've been practicing and playing the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been trying to do all types of martial arts for, for 20 years, yeah, basically, but most mostly grappling. Wow. I mean, and looking at your uh, at your resume here, I'm actually just at the coachingcatch.com site and looking at your, your resume. I mean, so you're Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Uh, you're undefeated submission underground. Uh, NABJJF national champ, Naga expert division champ, Abu Dhabi pro absolute division bronze, uh, Abu, da Abu Dhabi pro gold heavyweight division. I mean, man, you've really, uh, yeah. you've really gotten out there. So how, I mean, what's the deal? Like what was your breakthrough kind of tournament or event that really put you on the map and helped you get through to all these other events? Uh, well, it was probably whenever I left Indiana um, and went to that Abu Dhabi Pro. I was a purple belt, and uh, um, I just went there, and uh, my whole goal was to leave uh, my hometown and go try to find a good place to train and try to make it as a person who teaches grappling and trains and competes grappling slash MMA full-time. And yeah. so I feel like that was, that was where I went with it. Um, and that was like a conscious decision. You're like... I'm out yeah, of this town. Yeah. I'm, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And then you did it. Yeah, that's exactly how it went down. I, uh, I decided that it would be better for me and uh, anybody who, you know, I, uh, I cared about that if I was going to be happy and be content, you know, with my life here, that I would need to do this. So that's what I've been doing and trying to do. <laughs> that's know? awesome. That's awesome. So basically living the dream. And, and now... Tell me about uh, this uh, this one deal that you got cooking. What? How does that work? What is it? What you know? How'd you? Was it an invite or how did all this come about? And what is it? So so people who are listening uh, can get up. Yeah. So it's the Road to One Heavyweight Grand Prix. I guess is what they're calling it. I believe that name's correct. Uh, basically, it's a 16 man tournament for one FC. Wow. And um, yeah. Um, 
basically uh, there's a hundred thousand um, dollar contract on the line for one FC. And so um, I guess a guy uh, pulled out kind of last minute on him and they contacted me on nine days notice. And I uh, of course accepted the fight because uh, you can't, uh, you can't win if you say no. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, and, and I said, so many, yes, I'm going to do it. So many people get hung up on, on losing and they don't realize like people don't count like really your losses. They, they count your, uh, your championships. And that's just kind of a function of the game is you got to be willing to lose to get in there and, Man, that so it's a sixty-man tournament, and when did so when does it start? Uh, this weekend, this Saturday, I'm fighting. And where? Uh, Glendale, Arizona. Okay, okay, wow, that's exciting, man! Yeah. Holy moly! And you only had nine days. Nine days. Yep. All right. Well, I know that you're always in fighting shape and whatnot, so that couldn't have been too bad. Um, no, I mean, I was fortunate I was training. Um, I wasn't expecting to become an alternate. I was not expecting it at all, but uh, I was I was training, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, uh, uh, I couldn't be more thankful for the opportunity because, I, I, you know, they didn't really want me in, you know, because I did apply to be in the tournament. They were like, no. And then uh, my buddy, my manager, um, he, he took care of me and he, he uh, got me in there as an alternate and uh, the matchmaker was really receptive to that. So um, I guess I'm the guy. Cause I, I said, yes, nine days. I said, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so the question that I really want to know is if you get a chance on the microphone, are you going to cut a pro wrestling promo? You know, it, it'll depend on, on the mood, on the vibe I'm feeling. <laughs> Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, uh, you know, chances are better than average. <laughs> now, now, you yeah, know me. I do know you. Every every picture that I've ever taken with you, you're in some crazy... Uh, I mean, honestly, like, there's a few people that I meet that I'm like, man, that guy's kind of actually made for the pro wrestling business. And, and, you're, <laughs> oh, and you're one of those guys. Um, and you're a fan of pro wrestling too, right? I mean, that's why you pulled off that crazy sunset flip. I mean, that video, it's, what is that? That's on your Instagram or something? Uh, yeah, it was on one of my stories. I think it's gone now, but I'll, I'll put, I, I might be able to find the video and put it back up, but yeah. yeah repost it. Uh, what, is, what is, if people want to follow you on Instagram, what's your Instagram? Uh, it's at. Uh, you cut Corey out. Mullis, uh, oh. C-O-R-E-Y-M-U-L-L-I-S-M-M-A. At I'm Corey, sorry. At it's Corey, at Corey Mullis. MMA. That's yep. Yeah, yep. MMA. And that's C O R E Y M U L L I S MMA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's and that's brilliant. also my YouTube as well. Oh, you have a YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, yeah, that's a brilliant yeah. clip because uh, you sent it to me. I was like, oh my God. In a live, actual, you know, gym match, but, you know, going and, and yeah. going for real, you as a heavyweight actually pulled off a sunset flip. And didn't you finish it from there too? Yeah, I went to the heel hook off of it. Oh gosh, yeah, that's pretty epic. Yeah. That's pretty epic. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I saw something and I thought I would play around with it. Uh, I like to sometimes watch the little guys do moves and then see if I can do them. Well, you certainly did. That was that was so cool. <laughs> so, um, so tell me a little bit about because I know you know a little bit about pro wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Like what yeah, era? Um, what era is your is your jam? And what? Promotion? Okay, well, you know. Just because of my age. So I was kind of, all right, I'll give you the whole deal. Here it is. <laughs> um, my dad was a big pro wrestling fan, and he um, he like was like into the tapes and stuff, too. And he would like uh, rewatch stuff. Okay. So um, I watched a lot. I believe um, the Dusty and like Horseman feud 
Mm. Um, that was like a big part of my childhood growing up. I watched that with him. And, um, you know, for me, the growing up in the age I was, WCW was my jam. Like Sting when I fucking, you know, <laughs> I was a little kid. And I, of course, I love Sting. He was, you know, this dude with the cool face paint and he was all yoked up and he always beat up the annoying bad guys. Of course, I loved him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that was me whenever I was kind of little. And then I kind of fell out of wrestling for a while and I started grappling again. And the next thing you know, I'm watching wrestling again. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I'm watching wrestling, and so I watch, I watched WCW pretty much till it died. It was not great at the end, but uh, I really I just liked the talent over there better. It was something different. And then I watched um, WWE for a while um, until probably about, I don't know, maybe 2004-ish, somewhere in there. And then I kind of fell off, and I would watch WrestleMania here and there. But uh, what brought me back, honestly, uh, to pro wrestling now is um, Lucha Underground. Uh, I got to see that and I was like, wow, I really like this. Cause I'd always, you know, one of the things I liked about WCW was the uh, cruiserweights and the Lucha doors. Right. Yeah. And so I watched Lucha underground. I got into it. I learned about all these kind of modern wrestlers on the indie scenes. I watched more indie wrestling and then, um, you know, wrestling is a boom period right now. Like everything's going on. And so, uh, I, I you know, I'm a big per- personally, I'm a big fan of AEW. I love, um, and in, uh, in new Japan, I love, I love all that stuff. Um, so, uh, that's like really my jam. I actually went to got to go to an AEW show on my birthday. Oh, my wow. Yeah, it was my it was my girlfriend's gift uh, to me. And uh, little did I know. So I went to the AEW Winter is Coming, right? And little did I know that the, the special guest star was freaking Sting. Oh, wow. So I, I was there for Sting's debut. We were on TV and everything. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah so- I honestly think like... You know, there's a lot of guys that that cross over, you know, kind of the Brock Lesnar's of the world or the Bobby Lashley's or whatever. And I mean, certainly I do think that, man, <laughs> I hope that you somehow, some way get into uh, into pro wrestling because I think you'd be amazing at it. Yeah, well, I definitely want to. It's on the list, people. It, it will happen sooner or later. Like, I've definitely committed to that. I just got a few more things in my uh, competitive tank I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. Like, I mean, I, and, I, and it, there's I, an age, there's kind of an expiration date on all that as an athlete. Right, right, right. So, but I definitely want to do some pro wrestling matches. And I feel like whatever capacity I am at pro wrestling, um, I feel like I'll be okay at it. And I feel like uh, I'll have fun doing it, too. So, okay, so that kind of segues us in, it, maybe maybe it wasn't all that smooth, uh, but uh, <laughs> into in catch wrestling. So what what is the appeal for you, or, you know, how was it that you kind of found yourself in, because, I mean, you know, you're a serious student of the game, I mean, I rattled off all these incredible accolades, your jiu-jitsu black belt, and, you know, the thing I got to say, like, you're like this total stud athlete. And you come to these camps and you are just as much of a student as the guy who's never really wrestled before. I mean, obviously, you, you know much more, but your ability to be coachable and, and like just open your mind and learn is really pretty impressive, honestly. Um, what was it about catch wrestling in particular and, and actually got you to get out and start coming to the camps? Well, um I, I'd always had an interest in catch wrestling and um, particularly in scientific wrestling. I love um, the Fujiwara videos. Mm, um, yeah. But, you know, even, even, even just the clips you put up on YouTube of like just Billy Robinson talking about things. Yeah. Like 
that, that's the appeal to me. It's the, uh, the approach. The approach is different. You know, it, in every art, everybody has their own approach, you know, within the art. That's true. But whenever you kind of change styles, you're changing the whole systematic approach, if, if you catch my drift. Um, yeah, philosophically, I mean, jiu-jitsu and, and catch wrestling, they can meet on the mat or sambo and jiu-jitsu or sambo and catch or judo and whatever. But you're right. They all have these different kind of um, jumping off points. They have these different kind of strategies and, and maybe even just general philosophies that are different. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And that's the you said two words right there that are huge philosophy and strategy. I mean, when you break it down, grappling in any form is going to be philosophy and strategy. Okay, we're allowed to grapple. Okay, well, what else are we allowed to do? Can I choke the guy? Okay, sure. You know, can I throw the guy? Okay, sure. You know, like, that's going to shape your approach and your thought process. And I like seeing every approach and thought process, especially from guys who are in tough, long ass matches, you know, because, you know, that's one thing people don't understand is like catch like, those dudes were athletes and there was a lot of like, you know, stalemate, but like, that doesn't mean that they weren't working. I mean, they were literally trying to just jockey to get that one inch of position and then either get their takedown, their pin or whatever, you know, like there was endurance there and you have to be mindful of that approach. If you go up against a guy who's well conditioned. Well, and Billy used to always like to point out when people bring this point up, he'd say something like, well, you know, the, what the longest match um, the longest wrestling match ever was, and it was back in the day when uh, freestyle was still called amateur catches catch can. And I guess it was some ridiculous. It was like either ten or fourteen hours. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But anytime you got a match and it's longer than than I sleep, that's like insanity to be wrestling yeah. competitively against another person. Like it's a contest of wills for ten hours yeah. or fourteen hours. Yeah, that's nuts, man. And there's a mentality shift there there's a philosophy there that that will shape you you know what i mean if that's a because like dude most modern grapplers like even like uh like the metamorous matches they were like what 20 minutes to and then draw right like a 20 minute match is a long fucking match for most people today like most people don't want to do that but like dude like hours like if some like dude like hours when's like when's the last time there was an hours long jujitsu match like 50, 60, 100 years ago? Yeah, I think, I think the only, and, and of course, the longest MMA match was with a catch wrestler, was uh, Sakuraba versus Hoist yep. for Pride, right? Yep. It was like 90 minutes. Yep. So you're right, there is something to it. I mean, it's funny because, because catch is like the great granddaddy and then, you know, pro wrestling, amateur wrestling and grappling all kind of came out of it. Um. You know, I think a lot of people think that like folk style, well, I'm a folk styler, so I do catch. And it's really not because, you know, that obviously, you know, they took, they changed the rules a lot. But one of the big rules changes was the changing of the periods to like a three minute period. Whereas these catch right. matches could just go on and on and on. Now, understandably, that's hard right. to do in the modern age with attention spans and TV and commercials right. and stuff like that. But Right, right. Well, and a lot of people don't realize that like, you're saying the attention spans modern media has changed how the fight game has to be played you know like back in the day a catch like it was exciting like dude we saw these two guys catch wrestle for three hours <laughs> right. like that that we got we got we got our money's worth dude. right we, right you know, for like a ten dollar ticket yeah that's like a great yeah deal. yeah yeah right you know what i'm saying like and so now it's like you know you turn on the tv it's like 
you know, I, I always make this joke, man. I went, I've been to a UFC show before and I've heard it firsthand, man. The guys in the back, as soon as the mat, the, mat, the, the guys hit the ground, somebody will just be like, stand them up. And you're like, oh my gosh, stop. Let yeah. them work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Appreciates what, what's happening here, you know? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, or even worse, instead of the people actually paying attention, you know, these guys are working and they're sitting there swiping on Instagram or doing something else because there are so many distractions today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's real. You know, there's so many distractions, you know, they're too busy taking selfies of themselves at the fight instead of appreciating the, the art that's in the fight. Because a lot of people don't realize, man, sometimes you're only like an underhook or an overhook better than a guy, you know? You're only one position than, better than a guy sometimes on any given day, you know, if it's, if it's a close match. So uh, people don't appreciate the closeness of it and how hard it really is. Now, now, you know, you're a guy that has a very, um, a very wise perspective uh, because, I mean, you're still a young dude, still out there competing and all that, uh, but you've been doing it for 20 years and you've, tried and sincerely applied yourself and learned all these different disciplines and then had all this great competition experience from Naga to Abu Dhabi's ever, you know, um, how would you, how do you describe when, when somebody finds out that you do catch wrestling and that you're interested in it, but they come from like, say a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu perspective. What is, how do you bridge that gap for them? I have my way, but I'm curious because of your perspective. Uh, I I'm very fascinated on what is your way of presenting that well my way of presenting that's the same way i present most things to people um with catch wrestling like let's i've i've had this conversation with people and i you'd be like the responses i get i find obtuse because here's my point why would you want to limit yourself let's say you do catch as catch can let's say you absolutely don't like any of it what is the issue with learning it there are moves in jiu-jitsu I'm sure everybody likes and doesn't like. You know, well, what's the issue with learning them? You should learn. Why would you limit yourself? Yeah, that's true. It, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I, I am a person who doesn't think limits should be put down on yourself whenever it comes to obtaining skill. Like, if you want, like, real mastery, dude, like, training one way forever is not going to get it done. You need to go train under everybody. That's why I want to be a student, you know? Yeah. I, that's why, that's why the catches catch camps catch the coaching catch camps. Those appeal to me on a personal level because I can go there and be coached and learn this stuff. And then I can apply this knowledge and teach it to my guys too. Um, and that's what it's about for me. It's about breaking the limits. Like, like, you know, uh, everybody in jiu-jitsu is all about these, you know, don't heel hook the white belts. No, I teach my white belts heel hooks, and I teach them how to finish it, and I teach them how to defend it, and I teach them control. Because if you do that from an early time when they start training, guess what? It's not dangerous. Yeah. Everybody knows to chill out whenever they're grabbing heel hooks. You know what I mean? There's not, like, an issue with it. Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, in the kind of catch world – you mentioned like um, training with as many people as you, as you can. And, you know, I totally believe in that. I try to get everybody to go and learn from everybody as much as possible. But there there are, at least in the catch world, uh, some coaches that, man, you go and train at another gym, you're out. Like they won't let, they won't train anymore. And I just, I, yeah. I've never really understood that. Is there a lot of that in, in like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? 
Yeah, absolutely, man. There's a lot of that. They uh, the Brazilians have a term for that called creonche, which I means like belt trader or something. And um, you know, I I never understood that because like I want to train with everybody. You know, like if you beat me, I honestly want to train with you. Like, yeah, of course, right? <laughs> like why, because like they, why wouldn't I? Show me how you beat me. Yeah, they figured out a hole again. in your game, and you that's the best way to to you know get that chink in the armor fixed is to go talk to this person and work with them and learn. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's how you do it. Like I, I hold no ill will against anybody who I've ever fought or who's ever beaten me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, well, it was like that last match, which you kind of took on, 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 on the fly too against Quinton. And then, you know, and Quinton's a, a total freaking stud. He's really in the zone. And then, you know, you know, he pulls a win, but you guys are like hanging out and, and laughing and talking and stuff like a- yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Quentin's a cool dude, man. I got nothing but love for Quentin. Whenever I'm uh, out in that area again, I'll probably stop by his gym and train with him. He he invited me. Like, dude, not a cooler dude. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, on social cool. media, he's he's beasting out and trying to take on three guys at once. Like, and I commented on his post. I was like, "You go get him, dude." And then I want to hopefully get a rematch with you someday. And he was like, "Of course." Yeah. You know, and, like, and that's there, nice there ain't nothing because you, know? you guys don't have to do this fake like animosity you don't even really know each other you know in the game half the time and these guys get this like it's like everybody goes to the conor mcgregor school of of fight promotion or something where they just think they have to be like totally outrageous and rude to their opponent and i don't even understand that yeah i i don't either um like you know i i don't want to talk trash about anybody honestly i hope my opponent's the most skilled best fighter in the world you know, like I, that's what I want. I only want to f- fight the toughest guys. Like that, that's why you're it's good. Not, it's not worth it to fight somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, man. Like that's not that's not the point. Yeah. You know, I, I I've trained grappling for twenty years. You put me in a room full of random people who haven't. Like not one of them will beat me in <laughs> grappling. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, it just is what it is. Um. So I, I just, I always want to compete against the toughest and that's always kind of been a driving force for me. It's like, you know, I see somebody achieve and it's like, yeah, okay, go after it, you know, get more. And, and so here you are, I mean, you're going to be into this, this 16 man Grand Prix for one fighting championships. Yep. <laughs> here I am. Dude, uh, I, I, I try to be, man. I don't, I don't want to, you know, whenever you get an opportunity, like you have to take them because you, I mean, yeah. you know, what if I win? <laughs> yeah, and you you don't know when you'll get a, a, a big shot like this again. You just got to yeah. get in there and throw spaghetti at the wall yeah. and see what sticks. Yeah, it, it's time, you know. You got to go. Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, so let's do some scenario analysis, okay? So let's say you win. I mean, how does that work then? You win, and then what? You're on, you, you get this contract, and, and you're in the heavyweight mix, or what? what is the, what's the consequence? Uh, yeah, I'll advance in the tournament. Um, so uh, I'll have to get four victories to get to the $100,000 contract. I, I see. That's how it works. So is that tournament, so, but that's not all being contested in one night then? No, 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 no. Um, I believe that's not legal in Arizona. So Okay. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure it'll be this fight and then a uh, month, six weeks, something like that. They'll do the next one. So it'll be probably pretty quick, but, uh, you know, I'm ready. Like, let's uh, no time like the present, man. Yeah. Yeah. Especially probably being cooped up with all this, uh, lockdown stuff. You've been okay during all that. 
Yeah, man, I, it's it's been trying on me and, you know, my family and everything. And it, it, it's put some tough times. But, you know, I kind of realized, you know, the pandemics, that's when, you know, these great fighters have come out. So it's uh, it's time to, you know, lean on history a little bit and come out of the woodwork and, you know, get some wins, get some fights, you know, get some competitions, do what I'm supposed to do. Well, maybe you can cut a uh, Dusty Rhodes Hard Times promo. Oh, yeah. Man, that's my favorite promo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love the American dream, baby. <laughs> so, so okay, so let's continue on the, the scenario analysis. So let's say you go through this and you end up just creaming all these guys. It's just your time to shine. So then you're in one, but I, and forgive my ignorance because I just don't watch it that often. I really honestly watch their Instagram more than I watch uh, their fights. So are you then, I mean, is, do you got to go fighting in China or I mean, how does that work? Pardon yeah. Uh, S- Singapore, I believe. Wow. I was told, okay. So the other day I was doing another interview on, um, my friend's, uh, YouTube channel and, um, he asked me and I was like, I think it's Korea or Japan, maybe. <laughs> and then somebody on Instagram messaged me and was like, dude, it's in Singapore. And I was like, oh, it's in Singapore. So I'm going off of third hand information. Here. The promotion that I'm trying to get a contract with is in Singapore. Yeah. And now I'm educated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're truly a, uh, an adventurer, man. You don't even know where you're going. You're just like, put me in a cage. I don't care. Yeah. Let's fight. Yeah, there's there's con- there's contract money on the line, prestige. Yes, I want to be the winner of this tournament, <laughs> you know. That's awesome. That is brilliant, man. I'm so, I mean, you definitely know the entire scientific wrestling universe is definitely pulling for you, man. That's going to be epic. Well, and I appreciate you guys, man. Um uh, wrestling has been a real passion of mine and I've enjoyed training with you and I enjoy uh being part of the uh assistant coaches and uh, you know, I, I enjoy the system and the lineage and all of it. Oh, well, uh, we're very proud, man, and very humbled to have a guy of your stature uh, uh, involved. And so, so let's let's just let's look beyond this. I know that you this is on your mind and all that kind of stuff. But while I have you on the phone, let's look beyond uh, this one tournament. What what other kind of goals or what are you looking to to do with the rest of your career? Well, like I said, I want to rematch Quentin. Again, it's not bad blood. It's more of just myself. I feel like my performance was subpar, and I feel like personally, honestly, I owe it to Quentin to give him a better match than what we had. Mm, yeah. Um, I'd love to see it. So I, I know I, uh, I would absolutely love yeah. to see it. Um, you know, I, I'm even okay with, you know, having to prove myself even. You know, I'll come back and I'll do another catch match with somebody else if they want, you know, for an eliminator-style thing. Right. Um you know, whatever it takes, I just want to be able to prove myself, you know, because that's what it's about. I want to showcase my skill. And um, so, yeah, you know, I want to do the catch match. Uh, obviously, this tournament. Um, I'd like to do more MMA. I want to see how that goes, you know. Um, I'm, you know, maybe a few more years. Um, definitely want to do grappling. There's a few tournaments I'd still like to do that I haven't got to do. Uh, it's been a long time since I did fight to win, so I definitely would like to get back into fight to win and, you know, uh, get things going there um, yeah. again. I, I've been to fight to win three times, and I, you know, it's always a great time competing up on that stage. Um, yeah, they do a one hell of a show, man. And I mean, really, yeah, man, it's amazing. Seth, Seth, Seth is a man. I like Seth. I, I get along with Seth. Uh, he's got great production, and uh, he's got a good mind for putting on those shows, dude. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So, and and uh, and I have to say that uh, your girlfriend Julia is just amazing. Uh, I mean, she helped like coordinate all this and stuff. So I just wanted to give a shout yeah. out to her as well. I know that. Yeah, I know that. Big you shout out to Julia. Yeah, I know you rely yeah. on her a lot. Yeah, I do. She's uh, she's my rock. And uh, Julia, when you hear this, I appreciate you and thank you so much. I love you, honey. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Um, so, <laughs> so um, Corey. Before I let you go, and again, I really do appreciate you taking this time. I know that you got a lot on your mind, and this, this, man, this. I'm really excited. So let me ask you this: Is this going to be streamed, or how can how can I watch? Yes, there will be there will be a view. Okay, um, and now right now because I'm last minute added to the card, they're like working on my link. Yeah. Um, so if you order the pay per view, my name will be available to select, I believe. And when you do that, um, I get a cut of that. So it'll nice. be actually directly supporting me. So the more people who buy using that link, the the better for me. Um, okay. And then and then you're going to put it up probably on like your yeah, Instagram and I, Facebook and YouTube I, and all I'll that. put it up. Yeah, I'll put it up everywhere. And um, I'll definitely, I'll shoot it over to you. And if, uh, you know, Scientific Wrestling wants yep. to share it out with the Catch Wrestling world, oh, I'd I appreciate will. that. Yes, sir. Um, guys, I mean, I'm going to go for it, uh, you know. This is going to be exciting for sure. That's the plan. All right, man. Well, as they say in theater, I will so say in uh, in grappling, break a leg, my friend. Brother, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on there. This was a blast. Yeah. Okay, guys. So check out Corey uh, Corey Mullis. Uh, it's at Corey Mullis MMA, and that's the at symbol, and then C O R E Y M U L L I S. Corey, I really appreciate your time, buddy. Of course, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be watching you this weekend, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Guys, Corey Mullis. Talk to you guys next time on the Do It Again podcast, the official podcast of Scientific Wrestling.